You ready? I'm ready whenever you are. again and all i have to say to start off is roar lions roar cj do you know what roar lions roar is uh i do not but i think i need to learn i think you need to learn too shout out to parker coogan starting center for columbia university football team you want to know what a real football fan does on a saturday in new york city cj i do i i want to know they go out they sit in the rain freezing cold rain watching Columbia beat Yale 17-10 in a huge upset. Because that's what I did this weekend. Let's go. Go Lions, baby. Well, this is a Columbia podcast from now on. Columbia podcast. Shout out Parker Coogan. To be fair, Parker Coogan is a close family friend, and we had like 20 family friends up in the city. So that may have played into the fact of why I was up there. But, you know, we're just going to say it's because I'm a true football guy sitting in the rain. Well, there you go. We love it, Blake. Um, we thank you for your service. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, Siege. Now let's get to the big time college football siege. I mean, we were pretty damn good in our upset picks of the week this week, dude. How about it? I, I nailed. I nailed Oklahoma State, Texas. Absolutely nailed it. You nailed it. It was. It was spooked. Spooktober in Stillwater. The entire team was wearing. Halloween costumes for Barry Sanders jerseys. It was amazing. I mean, it was it was a crazy game. Oklahoma State Dude. was blowing them out, and then Texas came back. It came down to the finish. Yeah, Texas crawled their way back into. I mean, I thought when I turned it on, I was like, "Oh my god, this game is over." But yep. then, you know, Texas. They're I'll give them credit. They're a good football team. They clawed their way back and made it, you know, a little exciting there at the end. Yep. And then we almost had two coaches fight on the field, which was amazing. Which was amazing. That this, was my favorite part of the whole game. Absolutely. This was this has been the year for coaches fights, and I love every second of it. Breck and Hager going in hard after the quarterback. All of the yeah, Texas that, fans I was around was defending them. But what, what's your take on it? I think that guy's just a huge dickhead. Like, like that was just. Dude, you know you're going to lose, and you know they're going to take a knee. Why do you go in like that? Yeah, for real. He kind of got well, put like on that, his ass, too. What? He kind of got put on his ass by, like, a running back receiver guy, too. So like, Yeah, I mean, he did, because, like, the running back was just kind of, like, Breckenhager just pushed him, like, a couple yards, and the running back was like, oh, shit, he wants to go, and just kind of tossed, tossed him down. Him, which is not a good look for Brecken. He then went on Instagram and predicted a Texas Big 12 championship. We'll talk a, more, a little bit more about that later in the show. But, Seeds, we also nailed some other upset picks. We nailed – you nailed Syracuse. Nailed it. NC State. I nailed U of H. 
I, that was pretty good picks for us, guys. We, That's pretty good. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I think, I mean, everyone out there should go take our upset picks of the week and go bet on them because that's a substantial fortune to be made. Because we're, we're uh, with that week, I think we're hitting above 60% on the year on our upset picks of the week. We definitely are. I mean, this is, I've, I've had a nice couple uh, weeks against the spread, uh, so to say, Blake, because I've been betting my own upset picks and they haven't, uh, they made me a little bit of money over here. <laughs> there you go, playing it out big. I should start betting our upset picks. I have not, but uh, we should definitely start. All right, you know we're a Kooks podcast. Kooks is my is my top team this year. They're the team I'm rooting for to go the farthest. They have a thriller in Palo Alto. Siege, what did you think about it? Oh, God. I loved every second of it, Blake. I Mike Leach has a legitimate shot at the college football playoff, and I am so excited for that. I am so happy. I am pumped as well. They do have a legitimate shot. Speaking of the college football playoff, let's go right into it, Siege. College football playoff came out tonight. It's Tuesday night. This is when we're recording. We purposely waited until these rankings came out to record. And it's, I mean, it's exactly what we thought up top. Up top, up top, there's nothing, there's no surprises. I mean, we kind of yeah. knew that going in, like, Alabama and Clemson, clearly the best teams, and then you've kind of got LSU, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia, and Oklahoma, Washington State kind of at the top. I mean, yeah. in Kentucky, Kentucky even has a shot, too. They've got a shot. They they control their own destiny this week. I mean, everyone talks about Georgia controlling their own destiny. Kentucky does as well. They get to play Georgia at home this week. I love it. I'm glad that they... Finally, unlike the numbskulls at the AP, put Kentucky above Florida. The thing that yes. peeves me the most about this rankings, I know UCF hasn't played anybody, and but Florida should not be the number 11 team in the nation with two losses. No way. No way. West no Virginia way. is significantly better than Florida. Significantly. So, and, and they have one loss. Agreed. The SEC bias is real. Mississippi State should not be at 18. It's no absolutely way. absurd. Texas A&M probably Not shouldn't 20. be at, at 20. You know, it's the SEC bias is ridiculous. So, you know what we like to do, guys? We've talked a little bit about the Coley Matrix before. We're in a little deep dive a little bit further. Have you, have you taken a look at them this week yet, Siege? I haven't. I haven't. I've got them, I've got them up in front of me right now. So, it's, it's very interesting. So... For those of you who don't know, we've talked about it before, but the Coley Matrix is a mathematical, formula-based, unbiased ranking system. Uh, you can go coleymatrix.com and read what it's in it. I'm five pages in. I will give you a full synopsis when I get through the 23rd page. Just started reading it today. But it's a pretty good system. It has, I mean, it comes out with a number score. It has strength of schedule, top 25 wins, top 50 wins. It breaks it down like crazy. It's a very interesting site. It looks like it's straight out of 1997. But so let's go look, take a little meander well, into the rankings. I love the Coley Matrix because they yeah. rank more than the top 25. They rank. That's also that's also super interesting. If you like college football, you should definitely check out the Coley Matrix because I mean, even if you're a, even if your team kind of stinks this year, you can still see kind of where they rank, you know, given the rest of the nation. So it's kind of cool. I, I really do like looking at it. Yeah, not only that, he also adds in FCS different groups of, I still need to figure out what in the world it all means, but he has like FCS group of 4, 8, 13, 
it's some kind of aggregation of FCS teams in the entire ranking. So it's mixed in with all the top, like all the hundred whatever teams. It's a very interesting ranking concept. So yeah. let's let's start off with their. Let's read up their top four in their rating. So Clemson, they have them by far number one at a point nine seven three nine nine seven. I'm not going to read all five numbers for for the rest of these. <laughs> That's going to take too long. Notre Dame at number two point nine three eight. LSU at number three point eight nine eight, Alabama at number four point eight nine eight, Michigan at five point eight eight five, Georgia at six point eight six three, Oklahoma at seven point eight four zero, Kentucky at eight point eight three eight, UCF at nine point seven nine zero, and then Florida at ten at point seven eight. I don't agree with the Florida one, but honestly. These rankings are pretty good. I like their rankings better than the college football playoffs rankings. And I'll tell you why. Everyone is going to say, oh, Bama. Bama's so good. Bama has not beat a single team in the top 25 of the Coley Matrix. And they only have two wins in the top 50 of the Coley Matrix. Whereas Clemson has two top 25 wins and four top 50 wins. LSU has one top 25 win and six top 50 wins. That's yeah. pretty absurd. It is absurd. Alabama, you're right. They haven't played a single soul. I do. I like their top of four. Except, dude, Alabama just looks so filthy, though. They do look really, really good. I mean, I'll go back to old cliche saying you beat who's in front of you, and Alabama has done that in like killer, killer fashion so far. So. You know, I do believe that just because it's Alabama, I think you do have to rank them another one, number one. But other than that, I I love their top ten. I think it's better than the college football playoffs. Honestly, this ranking's top ten. I would just put Alabama at one, and that that's my only qualm. But Alabama, it goes back to the point. Alabama has not played anybody, and UCF hasn't. What's hurting them in this ranking is. They haven't played anyone as, as well. They don't nope. have any top 25 or top 50 wins. But the meat of their schedule is on the back half, and I think everyone mm-hmm. knew that going in. But Alabama, they really haven't played anyone, and so they have a huge test at LSU this week. LSU's played the number eight strength of schedule in the country. What is Alabama's yep. strength of schedule, you think? I, I can see it in front of me, but for sake of content, I'm going to say 15. No, see, not 15. It's 88. Oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> that was a good segment. That's called Pretend Like We Don't Know Things. <laughs> but, yeah, so. I do Alabama, that every day. <laughs> yeah, 88, that's a terrible strength of schedule. Like, terrible. terrible. LSU's been in yeah, battle, ugh, so. God, UCF's is rough. Yeah, agree. 136. But, but. They they do they they have the meat coming up. They still have yet true. to play the three best teams in their conference. True, absolutely true. The only thing I don't like about this Washington State, they're low at thirteen. But to be fair, the Pac twelve sucks, and they have a strength of schedule at one hundred and seven in the country. So yeah, to be also fair, really, ah, I mean, if you go down the list and look at number eighteen, Buffalo. I'm currently yeah. watching them getting worked on national TV by a three and five team. So yeah, I mean, it, it's um, not perfect. Eh, and then Georgia Southern at number nineteen, they might not be the nineteenth best team in the country, but it's we'll not see. perfect. But it does. It is based purely on a mathematical formula and takes the bias out of it. And everybody knows is math isn't perfect. That's true. Math is not perfect. That's why we got rid of the BCS. 
<clears throat> but it's a nice little gauge because I do think the top is a little bit more, it it's, provides more accuracy and takes bias out, especially around the top 15 teams. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So now that we have that, Siege, let's just go back to the college football playoff rankings and let's just, let's, let's just play some things out. Going to the end of the year, who do we think stays undefeated out of the four main undefeated teams? Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, UCF. Out of the four? So I'm, I'm giving you my one team that I think is a lot to stay undefeated. Let's hear it. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say I don't like it. But the team that I think has the best chance to not falter is actually Notre Dame. Oh, interesting. That is they don't play. You talk about playing no one. Look at Notre. Let me read you Notre Dame's remaining schedule, Blake. Let me let me just read right, it. Let's to you. let's hear it. They play at Northwestern. Yep. Home versus Florida State. Home versus Syracuse. And at USC. That might be the easiest remaining schedule. Wait, I thought they played they play uh, Syracuse in Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. In Yankee Stadium, which is a home game for Notre Dame. True, yeah, that is true. But they're wearing those ugly ass Yankee uniforms. That's very could be, true. Could be detrimental to their squad. They, those might be the ugliest uniforms I have ever seen. They they certainly might be. They certainly might be. We'll we'll save our picks on that for a little bit later date. But I I like that pick. I mean, Notre Dame, really, they only have two slots where they could possibly falter. It's Northwestern. It's Syracuse. And they've looked pretty good throughout the year. So they may get it done. I think my lock is it's Clemson. It's got to be Clemson. Yeah, I do like that one. If they, the only, they yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I don't. I, I just don't see him slipping up. I don't think the ACC has anyone that can knock him off. They're, Trevor Lawrence is playing too well. The defense is playing too well. They have a coaching staff continuity that's the best in the nation because, I mean, not even Nick Saban could keep Kirby Smart around. Venables has stayed around Clemson since, the big, since he got fired from OU, the dumbest decision Bob Stoops ever made. Yep. So I just see – I can't see Clemson losing. If they do, I think it may knock them out of the playoff because if they do, it's a terrible, terrible loss. Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree with that. The only issue that I have with Clemson is they have to play in a championship game. Granted, the ACC – what is it? The Coastal, I think. they're Yeah, the Coastal yep. doesn't have that good of a team. But at, at this point, I mean, you're going to have one team – you know, it be at Virginia or Virginia Tech, whoever wins it is going to go in there and they're going to play the best. You're going to get their their best game they can play because they know, you know, if we beat if we beat Clemson, it changes everything. That's true. All right, and on the same page, let's go out the one loss teams left all anywhere in the top twenty five. Which team is most likely to make it into the college football playoff? I, you know what, you know which team I really, really like going into the playoff? I like Oklahoma. A lot of people wrote them off after they lost to Texas, which, you know, granted, it, it's not that bad of a loss at all. It's three points on a last second field goal on a neutral site in a crazy game, crazy environment. 
if OU wins out and wins the Big 12 with one loss is being Texas, I think yeah. they get in. I mean, how do you keep them out? That's true. That is true. I mean, Oklahoma, they have a really tough game in Morgantown later in the year, which could spell yep. trouble for them. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think they have a really, really good shot. The team I'm going with, it's got to be Michigan. They play mm-hmm. Penn State this week. But they really they really do kind of have a sweetheart schedule. All they have to do is really get through Penn State and Ohio State. No one from the other side of the division is going to give them a shot in the championship. So honestly, I really think those are, those are the two obstacles for them. And I think they can do it. I mean, Michigan has been on fire as of late. They have a quarterback play now. Their only losses to Notre Dame, undefeated Notre Dame, as much as I hate mm-hmm. to say it, those stupid Catholic Irish f- footballers, that stupid <laughs> leprechaun or whatever it is. I don't even know what their mascot is. As much as I hate to say it, they are undefeated, and so it's a good loss. So I have to say yeah. Michigan. I think I think there's some good, good one-loss teams that could yeah. sneak in there. Love me some Washington State. Love me some LSU. I even love me some Kentucky. I mean, but, I don't think yeah, they're going to make I mean, it. But. The only thing about Washington State, you, we, everybody knows we love Washington State. Mike Leach is our guy. But honestly, I think at this point, the Pac-12 is so shitty that it eliminated itself. Yeah, they. I mean, they need some miracles to happen. They really do if Washington State wants to get in. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for Washington State and UCF to get in. If it comes down to the, that final Sunday and we have to choose between Washington State and UCF, I don't know who I'm going to choose. I just don't know, Siege. I'm, I'm going to cry. I, that, would would be, be, that would be our two teams. But, Blake, I'll make a bold prediction right now. If UCF does go undefeated, they will not get in. A oh. one-loss team will get in over them again. Boo, Guaranteed, I lock it. I lock Boo. that. Per- I don't like it. But I lock that prediction in right Ooh, now. I disagree. The committee, I think they the committee is a bunch of no, just go. just the worst people because I you agree. can't you They're can't have a team that hasn't lost since 2016. They haven't lost since 2016. UCF, 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 UCF. We gotta, we gotta get him. We gotta get him in. We'll start. Let's, let's start a campaign. Should we start a GoFundMe beer bottle QBs to get UCF in? Yeah, but then in really fine print, just say we're gonna keep all the money. That would be dope. <laughs> I mean, that would be really dope. I like that. All right, Seeds. Let's talk about our action-packed slate this week. It is absolutely shocked full of amazing football games, and I cannot. Tell you how excited I am for it, and Siege. I mean, what? What? Are, are you as excited as I am? I'm just as excited, if not more, Man, because we've been talking the past couple weeks. The slate has been, eh, it's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's whatever. But this is a dynamic football slate. This dynamic. Week. I like it. Dynamic. Yep. Ooh, I like. I mean, there's not really. There's five, at least five good, very good games to watch. Indeed there are. Indeed there are. I'm going to start it off. Let's start off West Virginia at Texas. First thoughts and who's going to win the game, Siege? First thoughts. We'll see how Herman responds after a big loss. I really want to see if Texas can, you know, keep up their their high style of play. I mean – 
they went, they had, were having a great season and then just went into Oklahoma State and blatantly lost another game that they shouldn't to. Like, um, I mean, that reminded me of the Maryland game where Texas has no business losing that. They're a better team, and they lost. I think West Virginia is going to win. There you go. That's a hot pick right there. Did you know that the Mountaineers are actually underdogs in this game? I think it's pretty crazy. I think it is pretty crazy. I'm going West Virginia as well. I think they win by at least one touchdown, if not two. They dismantled Baylor. Absolutely dismantled Baylor. Oh, my God. Texas is going to be a little bit down. Tom Herman teams, they fight after losses. But I think West West Virginia learned their lesson at Iowa State, and they're going to be too much to handle. Uh, So I'm going with the Mountaineers as well. I guess you can call that an upset pick of the week since Texas is technically favored. So we'll start that off as our first upset pick of the week. Our first unanimous upset pick Unan- of the week. That is our first unanimous in the history of the podcast, I think. So I think, I think so, same. It's a little bit of an upset, not a real one. Not Yeah, not a real one. All right, second game I want to talk about. We got the Georgia Bulldogs going to play at the Kentucky Wildcats. What do we think? The dogs. Ooh, dogs. man. I I actually might watch this game over the West Virginia-Texas game oh, because this is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal football game. Can you know? Do you know how fired up Kentucky is going to be? There is going to be so much bourbon in that stadium oh, that yeah. the, the players might get drunk. I've heard they're tapping bourbon kegs for this game. 100%. I mean... I I like Kentucky and but I don't know what to think because Georgia's a juggernaut. Yes, they did slip up against LSU, but they're still a legitimate playoff contending very very good football team. I don't I don't know what I'm going to pick on this game. I I wanted to pick Kentucky as one of my upsets, but I just don't know if I can pick against Georgia cuz they're so good. Who are you going with? Who are you going with? Give me the Wildcats, baby. Oh, we have another upset. Lock it in. Give me the Cats. I'm going all in on them. Let's go, Cats. I love the pick. I love picking the Cats at home. But I'm going to tell you right now, Georgia wins this game by one or two touchdowns. They are too strong, and Kentucky's offense is kind of atrocious. They're tied for 95th in points scored, only averaging 25 points a game. Defense, very, very good, averaging... Well, 13 points a game, which is awesome. But Georgia's defense is just as good, and their offense is about four times better. So I think Georgia has too much talent. I love the Cats, but honestly, they didn't impress me in Columbia. And Missouri's not a very good football team. They kind of got lucky on that. Missouri stinks. Everybody was overrating them because they have a good quarterback who's not even good. He's average. That's true. That's true. All right, next game on the list. We got OU at Texas Tech. There's going to be a lot of batteries thrown this game. A lot. A lot of batteries. A lot of batteries. Oklahoma wins by three touchdowns. Lock it in. Oh, all right. Siege coming in hot. Wow. That's, Lock I mean, it that's in. a bold pick. I like it, though. I don't think Tech's that good. No. Um, TCU should have beat Tech. Their defense stinks. Alan Bowman is actually good. Their tech, Texas Tech actually has another good quarterback, and he's probably going to be pretty good in the next coming Seasons, which kind of sucks for TCU fans, but 
No, they're just not there yet. Uh, their offense is good. They can put up points, but their defense is horrendous. And Oklahoma's offense is probably the most explosive in the nation. Sure. Give me Kyler Murray all day long. Yeah, I like OU as well I'm at Texas Tech. They, I mean, they just like absolutely are going to scorch their D. I don't know. We'll see how OU's D reacts. This is a OU's defensive coordinator and head coach. Both have been on staff at Texas Tech. They know Cliff Kingsbury personally. They mm-hmm. know this offense in and out. I think there's no way they lose this game, even though it's going to be a wild, raucous crowd in Lubbock, Texas, a bunch of trash can fans throwing shit at the field. I think I, I agree with you. I think OU wins by two touchdowns. Not three, two touchdowns, and it's going to be like 61-42 as a final score. But if OU loses this game then Lincoln Riley and Ruffin McNeil aren't worth their salt because they have been preparing to stop this defense, this offense for years and preparing to score on this defense for years. Yeah, so, it's, it's their offense. I mean, they run the same offense. Yeah. If, you, if you can't stop your own offense, then what the hell are you doing? That, that's, that's very true. All right, next game up on the list, we have Penn State at Michigan. Penn State coming off a big win against the Hawkeyes, unfortunately. A bullshit pick in the 10-yard line. Can't have that happen. Can't have it. Do they have a shot to go into the big house and upset the Michigan Wolverines? No. No? They don't. Wait. No? Did you say... Oh, Penn State. Okay, yeah. Penn yeah. State. Now, now I'm not I'm not sold on Penn State, to be honest with you. I think Trace McSorley's good. He He's banged up, and Michigan yeah. is playing... Michigan is playing like one of the best teams in the country, and so I do not think they go in. I'm not picking Penn State as an upset. I'm saying Michigan. Give me Big Blue. Go Big Blue. All right, Siege, I like that. I mean, I think Michigan is one of the best teams in the country right now, and I don't like Penn State either. They got real lucky at home against Iowa. Iowa's a good team. They're not a great team. I like Michigan as well at home. If they lose, then... Jim Harbaugh may as well pack up his bags and leave town because he'll never win a national championship. Yeah, yeah. Pack pack him up. Pack him up. They All might right. pack him for him if he loses they, to Penn they, State. They might. They very well might. All right, next game, we got Notre Dame playing at Northwestern. It's going to be a wild time in Chicago. Probably 50% Notre Dame fans, if not more. <laughs> Siege, what do we think? <laughs> I'm going to say it's 70-30 Notre Dame fans. That's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> Northwestern um, known for Everybody knows Northwestern is the worst sports college in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know worse. why I'm I don't know why I'm taking shots at Northwestern cuz I have nothing against them but I just like it. Um, <laughs> they're not a great fan base. But but now, uh Northwestern is they're a solid team. They're an average football team. Notre Dame's a really good football team. I don't think Northwestern has a shot in this game, to be honest with you. You don't think Northwestern has a shot? Man, no, Wildcats oh man, are average. Oh man. Okay, so Siege, this is where I'm going to come in hot. Uh-oh. I'm coming in with an upset pick of the week. Northwestern taking down Notre Dame. The mighty Irish fall Northwestern, all 30% of the crowd storms the field, and I'm telling you why. Why? 
Notre Dame has played well against a team they're supposed to play well against. Virginia Tech mm-hmm. beat them by 20. Stanford beat them by 20. Wake Forest beat them by 30. But they get surprised. And they've been surprised mm-hmm. by a couple schools very similar in makeup to Northwestern. One of those schools is a little place called Vanderbilt, who they only beat 22-17 in a home game. Pitt, a little bit like Northwestern, not a great sports town. They're just average. Played at Notre Dame, 19-14. So now they have to take on Northwestern at Northwestern. They're not going to play well. Their quarterback's not going to play well. Northwestern wins this game in the upset of the week. In a upset of the week. We may have another one in the, in coming along. We'll see. Ooh, I like it. Good. That's that's hot. That's hot it's off hot the presses, Blake. It's a hot take, hot press, and I may be influenced by my Notre Dame bias, but I don't care. Join a conference, Notre Dame. Just join a conference. Just do it. Just join it. Join All right. one. And our final game of the week, before we get into a little frog talk, we've got Alabama going to Baton Rouge, playing the Louisiana State University Tigers, Nick Saban versus Coach O. They couldn't be more different. Number one versus number three. Number one versus number three. Couldn't be more different. Nick Saban, Darth Vader, Mean, the evil, the evil empire. Coach O, the Cajun, Cajun, gumbo eaten. Born to be LSU head's football coach. I think it's the it's the clash of polar titans. You couldn't have two more perfect coaches for their school. You can argue that Dabo Sweeney may be more Alabama than Nick Saban. But there's mm-hmm. no one that represents these two schools better than these two coaches. And this is the first big LSU-Alabama game, it feels like, since that 9-6 brawl when we had the rematch oh. national championship. Oh, so ugly. So ugly. <laughs> The game was so ugly. I think this is going to be another gross game. I think it might be another gross game as well. I think it'd get a little bit higher than 6-3. I, I, I not by that. much. You know what? I, in my opinion, I think LSU is going to try to muck it up on purpose. They don't want to give Tua forever to throw back there. They don't want to see Tua lighten up sure. you know, corners and, and you know, slinging it around. They don't That's want true. that at all. LSU wants this to be... A dirty, nasty Bayou football game. Bayou football, gumbo, shrimp. All right, Siege, who do you have winning this football game? Oh, baby. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be fun. This is this is a very hard game to pick because LSU playing. True. LSU, they've proved it so far. In Alabama, this is their first big game to prove it. I do think that LSU has a good shot to win. I do yep. think that if Al- if Alabama still plays like they have been the past, you know, seven weeks, yep. they will cruise LSU. Give me the LSU Tigers. Let's go. LSU Saban goes Tigers. down. Alabama's dead. Alabama's dead. <laughs> CJ. I love it. Steel in the thunder. I'm this just, is our I'm just picking I'm just picking upsets now because I just I'm I'm just ready for some upsets. So you're man. on to the scent, and I'm telling you, Ben, I want you to insert neck right here, right now. Play it behind us. We're having our second unanimous upset pick of the week. LSU in Baton Rouge. Let's go, Tigers! Let's go, Coach O! Woo!
eating that gumbo. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. Alabama, they haven't played a defense yet this year. Haven't played a defense. Last time Tua played a defense, it was Georgia. He made some big mistakes. Everyone remembers the touchdown pass. No one remembers the 15-yard sack that almost lost them right the game before. play before. So LSU, not only that, they have one of their best players suspended, Devin White, for the first half. Yeah, you might think that yeah. might be a detriment. For most teams, it would be. For Coach O's Tigers, that's a positive thing because they're going to be so amped up. We saw how amped up they were against Georgia. They're going to be so amped up in that stadium. The team's going to be fired up. It's going to be hell on earth for Alabama. It's going to be hell on earth for Tua. LSU bringing the noise, beats Alabama by a touchdown or more. You called it here. You heard it here first. Then play us out on deck. The spread is 13 and a half? Like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A 21-point swing on the Blake Beckelman prediction scale. I love it. Play and neck also, out, Ben. after halftime, their defense is only going to get better. And only going to get better. They have a fresh Devin White in the second half. Fresh. Exactly. Fresh. <clears throat> fresh. Let's All go, right. Tigers. I'm excited. Ben, just play neck throughout this entire segment, and let's get <laughs> amped up for LSU. All right, guys. Now we have a little bonus episode for you. We'll probably throw it on two separate episodes, so if we do, check it out on the next episode.